Yeah, well, we're, we're on. We're on. We're doing this. So, like, right now, welcome to the Bring the Wood podcast. It's your boy, OK, Rockin' Wit. JD. And we're not, we are not in good spirits. <laughs> this is a victory. Well, I guess it's not a victory Monday for us. It's a victory Wednesday because we finally got on. But, you know, it's, it's a post-game victory pod. And then all of a sudden, all those good feelings for beating the Bucks disappear. Just like a sale concept. The inside receiver, he gone. <laughs> uh, man, so we lose Jameis. Do you, how do you want to do this? you want to just go like all over the place and be like a, a Jackson Pollock painting and just be super abstract? Yeah, or do you want or you want to go point by point? Let's just talk about how our feels. Let's get into our feels. <laughs> well, let me talk about something positive. Uh, positive. Mark Ingram looks young and spry. I, yes, I loved... Seeing Mark Ingram. And you know what, Justin? Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest what you feel about Mark Ingram right now. <laughs> well, my, my family knows. Because when I, when I watched the pregame chant that he, did, he threw down, yep. um, I watched it again and again and again and again. And I've never had so many goosebumps in my life, in my, on my <laughs> arms, my body, whatever, man. He, he His fire came through. He is so ready to come be a contributor and, and the fact that he's mirroring you know 41 at the 14 that's a pretty cool idea I like that a lot and he ran with ferocity he was mm-hmm. running to win every single inch on that field and i couldn't get enough i wish he got more touches because i think he would have had a century all purpose if he had more touches honestly he uh he was not going to be stopped in his first game back in, in white and gold uh, in the dome, and uh, and God, is he so much fun to have on the team? I, I forgot how much fun he was. Yeah. I, okay. So one thing about Mark Ingram, he's very close to Deuce McAllister's record for yards in a game. Uh, sorry, for yards in a in a career in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's sixty some yards off, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Is he fifty seven or sixty seven yards off? Yeah, he was eighty nine before the game started. So and he got twenty seven. So he's yeah. So okay. So he's sixty two. He's 62 yards. I don't think there's any doubt that he doesn't get those 62 yards, maybe in the first half against Atlanta, especially with the quarterback that we're going to have. I have a feeling that Sean's going to pound the rock, and I'm hoping that he has an ability to break one and kind of get that dome raucous, you know, get them loud, maybe stop the game, give the guy, you know, a tribute, tip your hat to him, and and then let's go. It'd be pretty cool to see how Alvin Kamara replies. You know, and if he and if he responds with a big game as well, you know, in honor of his boy. But um, we're gonna need that. We're gonna need that going forward. I think that there's gonna be a necessity of of the run game that's gonna. I shouldn't just say the running game. The running backs are are gonna have to be big parts in the pass game, in the blocking game, and in the run game. They're gonna have to protect that quarterback because he's gonna need an extra half a second whoever it is, especially if it's Taysom, because Taysom doesn't pull the trigger, right? So they're going to need extra time, so running backs are going to have to pick up blitzers and, and chip and help, and then I think that that's going to be a big component of what we do going forward, because there's no way that Sean is being like, okay, hey, the season's over. I know there's a lot of fans right now that are like, oh, man, this sucks. We're not going to do anything now, but Sean's out there still thinking this team's going to win a Super Bowl. There's no doubt in his mind. He's like, with this defense that we've got, we can go and sign a Golden Tate or an Alshon Jeffrey to be a big body receiver that we need, get them up to speed. He's probably talking to Philip Rivers, being like, "Hey, would you join the practice squad and be an emergency guy for us if 
you know, Simeon or Taysom go down. Like, I, I bet you there's some some conversations going on about what we can do now. And I don't think he's scrambling. I think he's very confident in what he wants to do. And probably has a very good a very good idea of the people that he wants to bring in. Um, talking about the running game. How do you think Alvin Kamara's role change, changes now that Jameis is out? Like, do you think it stays the same, or what do you what do you think happens with him? Uh, I, I think if if it's Taysom Hill back there, I feel like he'll get more carries than if Trevor Simeon's back there. And on the flip side, if it's Simeon, you know, QBing, I think that he'll be more involved in the screen game because that's a pass that Simeon can throw, whereas Taysom has trouble with that. Like, as simple as it seems, you know, a little four yard, you know, out to the to the to the hashes. Uh, slant or whatever he's going to be running uh, or wheel route or something. I feel like Taysom doesn't have that, that touch in the ball but but Simeon more likely has that. So I feel like if it's Simeon, he'll have more chances like his typical role and if it's if it's Taysom, he'll have more chances in the run game. Because then they have to account for two running backs back there. Um, and I feel I feel like Taysom Hill will not be the starter on Sunday against Atlanta. Um simply because coming off a concussion I'm not sure how you know how, how much especially the length that he's been out to how much focus he has to like you know lead the huddle call the plays process the information get the ball out on time and that's a lot to process when you've been out, out of the game for three or four weeks now so um i think we'll, we'll keep simeon hopefully in the backfield in the in the under the in the huddle and then uh and Taysom hill will be more of like the can, can do all of it kind of role so for affecting Kamara though, then that means he'll get more, more screen passes and maybe Mark will get more carries that way or however they balance it. But, um, but Ben, imagine okay, now, now here's one thing I thought about too as you were talking about Mark Ingram. Um, every record that I can recall in my head that's been broken has been scored on a touchdown. Whether it was Darren Sproles on Monday Night Football against Atlanta for like the all-purpose yards for a team, uh, or whether it was you know Traquan Smith on the sideline. Uh, for Johnny Unitas's record, or whether it was uh, Josh Hill for whatever record he he helped accomplish, I feel mm -hmm. like Mark didn't get his 62nd yard that he needs on a touchdown. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be yeah. awesome. And you know who's gonna, and you know like, who's like gonna, have the planet that way too. <laughs> you know who's gonna have the lead block? Traquan Smith. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Traquan Smith he'll is be, the, is the record maker. Now. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, I do like the way that you think about Alvin Kamara in that situation. My my only pause is that if Taysom is the leading quarterback this week, and I really do think Taysom is going to be the quarterback. I'll explain why in a second. But if Taysom is the quarterback, we saw Taysom didn't use Alvin Kamara very well in the backfield when he was quarterback for that small sample size. Taysom lacks touch. You know what I mean? It's not something that Taysom's like really good at, so... I think that the that bit of deficiency from Taysom's game is going to provide a bit of a, a pause on, you know, on Alvin Kamara's receiving totals. But maybe we get some more dynamic runs. Maybe we get some more unique runs. And this is a big game. Do you want to know why this is a big game? It's a big game because Jameis is out, correct? It's a big game because Mike is gone, correct? It's a big game because Mark could break the record, correct? It's a big game because if we win, we're actually, we're at the top of the NFC South. And then Tampa's chasing us the rest of the year, correct? So, it's also a big game because guess what the season series is between the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa and the Atlanta Falcons? It's nine and 
seven. No, 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 no. All time, all time, all time, all time. All time. Yeah. Is it fifty-one, fifty-one, or something like that? It's fifty-two, fifty-one for the Falcons. Oh my god. So this would be the game that would tie it up, and then we never look back at that story, that ugly, ugly, sorry franchise. So we get tied up 52-52. We play them again one more time at the end of the year. We take the lead, and then they, they don't even become the little brother anymore. I think we just leave them in the dust. They're like the redheaded stepchild at that point. They're gone. You know what I mean? Like, we just move on from them. So it's a big game for a number of reasons, but um, without me talking. And, and, I, I, and also, I love that, that in the Sean Payton era, Matt Ryan only has nine wins against the Saints. Yeah. Oh, and what did you see the sacks? I saw a sack total. So Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's been sacked, whatever the number is, nine million times. Eight million of those have been by the Saints, and three million of those have been by Cam Jordan. So it's like a bananas like percentage that Cam Jordan. Oh no, no. I got percent of his sacks in his career come from the Saints. I think. I got. I got it. I got it. I know the stat. It was ninety six and a half sacks for Cam. He has a chance to get three and a half this week. By the way, did you see Cam's like backflip stand-up thing off of his head? It was uh, insane. <laughs> that was insane athleticism. Um, so Cam Jordan's three and a half sacks away from a hundred, correct? Thirty mm-hmm. some of his sacks have come against Matt Ryan. That's crazy. Like it's a banana stat. Like thirty percent of this guy's career, you know, his accolades, his paychecks have come from smacking Matt Ryan around the field. On Sundays, which is just fantastic. So I hope Cam gets three and a half. Uh, that would be awesome if Cam and Mark both broke a record in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And here's another one: Trevor Simeon's never started a game for New Orleans, correct? That is 100 percent true. The best debut performance by a quarterback could also be another record that gets broken that game. We could have the trifecta of records in that game. Cam could get the hundred. Mark could get Deuce McAllister's rushing record, and Trevor Simeon could have the best debut of a quarterback ever if he happens to start the game. Now, I say that to say this. I still think Taysom's going to be the starter, and without me talking too long, I'll explain why. In the offseason, Sean basically just displayed his love for Taysom Hill. He told the world, that's my boo. You guys didn't believe in him. I created him, and guess what? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna take take him away from that position I created, and I'm gonna show you that he could be Steve Young. And Sean went on and said that. Sean went on and said I can make this guy Steve Young. And you sat there and you're like, you know we love Sean, and his pointy nipples. And we're like, Sean, you and your pointy nips, we love you. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> like as much as we want. Like, we can't disrespect Steve Young's name and have, have, have us going around talking about Taysom Hill, who can't be accurate down the field, is going to be Steve Young. That's just not a thing. As, and especially since when Taysom got his starts, Taysom automatically eliminated the aspect of his running game. Like, he didn't run anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was just a weird thing to watch, you know, that yeah. Taysom refused to run. So, anyways... I think Sean is enamored with Taysom. I think Sean thinks that this is serendipitous. And he's like, hey, Jameis got us the starting point, 5-2. and two. This is all about team, right? Football's a team game. I wanted to run a two-quarterback system. Here we go. Jameis did the first half. Taysom, you're going to close it off. I'm going to win with Taysom Hill. Now, if Sean does that, 
And this is a big if. This is a 0.3% chance of this happening. But if Sean takes Taysom and we run the gauntlet here and say we lose one more game or two more games the rest of the way, we go 14-3 and three or 13-4, and four, get the one seed, maybe even have to, have to get the two seed. This is like an all-time coaching performance. This is not a... This is not like, oh, in the NFC South or the NFC or in the 2000s. This is like in the history of football. Mm-hmm. This would be an all-time coaching performance. And if we won a Super Bowl, oh, my God. <laughs> they would have to create a statue of Sean. Yeah, like just yeah. Re- Caesar Superdome. No, Caesars. Sean Payton now owns that building. You yeah. put his name on it. It is the Sean Payton Caesar Superdome. If we go, okay, here's here's the levels of of what has to happen if this becomes like a reality. So 13 and 4, 14 and 3, Sean is coach of the, the past decade. Like they have to create an award for him in the NFL record books. Coach of the decade. A new yeah. one. Yeah. Every 10 years it's recreated again. Because um, Belichick's got the, the 2000. He's got the 2000, 2010 for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he wins two playoff games he gets his own statue with um his nipples pointing out (laughs) oh and the zoolander face and the zoolander face oh yeah and he gets you know um definitely a statue outside outside the superdome for sure skinny sean skinny sean or or chubby sean (laughs) oh uh, they'll do half and half just to make sure okay and make sure that there's so much juicy fruit scattered around it's crazy (laughs) holding 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 his play card Holding yeah. his play card over his lips? Yes. Okay, good, yes. good, good, good. B- bigger than his body. Yeah. And if he wins the Super Bowl, then they he gets a statue outside of Canton. Like, he is the only person outside of Canton with a statue. Because I'm going like to tell he, you, if Sean ever wins another Super Bowl, he gets put in the same conversation as Bill. And I, I don't I don't say that in the context of Sean's won as many Super Bowls. That's, that's stupid. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if you look from the time that Bill started coaching to the time that Sean started coaching... Sean almost has as many wins as Bill in that period. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you're going through, like, Sean's had three bad seasons in 16 years in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And one of them, he wasn't there. One of them, he was suspended. So he's had two bad seasons. He's had two seven and nine seasons. You know what I mean? And and the inaugural season where they got Reggie Bush. But, but I'm saying, this guy took over a very... You, you let's be honest. A, des- a desolate franchise. Yeah, a franchise that was on the move. Mm-hmm. We were going to San Antonio, right? Like we, we were, we were not going to be in New Orleans much longer. It took a lot for us to stay in New Orleans, and he took that franchise and he made them literally a dominant force for the better part of two decades. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty. He, I think he revitalized, maybe revolutionized, in some way the passing game, the passing offense in the NFL. The way that we use Darren Sproles and Reggie Bush and the way that we use our running backs, you know, kind of in the same light of what Marshall Falk did, but we did it different ways. And then Drew Brees, you know, just being super accurate in the way that he ran his offense. Like, the onside kick to start the second half of the Super Bowl. Like, just Sean Payton has done so many things in his coaching career. Listen, if he wasn't my coach, I wouldn't like him because he's arrogant as all hell and it would be really tough to look at. It's yeah. the it's the equivalent of, of Pete Carroll. For me, like I don't like Pete Carroll, but if he was my coach, I probably would. Um, I, I think that this is one of those things where Sean gets to paint his masterpiece, 
And uh, if he can win games down the stretch here with Garrett Griffin and Nick Vanette and Trevor Simeon and Kevin White, I'm telling you, man, if we have some health on defense, yeah, I, I could see – listen, I'm not going to be stupid. I'm not going to – you know what? Yes, I am. I'm going to be stupid. No, I'm going to jump – yeah, I'm going to jump off the building here. You jumping with me? Let's jump. Okay. Right, oh, we're, we're holding listen, hands. Let's go. Let's go through these game by game. Ready to go through these game by game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk it through. And and don't just say win or loss. Let let's talk about it. Go for a little Kevin second. Can I stop you for one second? Let's, yeah. Okay. If you were to rewind this for one moment, and and listen to the beginning of this podcast, and then <laughs> hear our voices now, all of a sudden, like, what happened to these people? Like, did they, you know, have like espresso shots? Shots. No, it's because you know what? We know it's not so bad. It's not so doom and gloom anymore because we, no, we talked it through. That's why people go to therapy, Justin. It's not because they hate their spouses anymore. It's that they, they just have to see why they love their spouses. And you just talk it through and you see you love your spouse again. That's what therapy's all about. <sighs> therapy. Anyways, let's go through the games, okay? We have a 12 o'clock game this Sunday after all that stuff we just talked about. We're going to beat the Falcons. I got a score of... You know what? Whoever's quarterbacking's putting up a 40 burger. 41 to 17 Saints versus Falcons. Guess this. We score twice on defense. I think we do too. They, they have nothing happening in Atlanta right now. It's Atlanta Hate Week. You got anything you want to say? It's Atlanta Hate Week. Come on. I just I just put out a 40 a 40 <laughs> How about that? That's and, hey. And, and they, they they just got a World Series in their city. They, they they're good now. They they can chill for 10 years. They're fine. You know how bad the Falcons are and how much people don't care? They're going to throw the, the World Series parade on Sunday. <laughs> oh, for sure. At 12 o'clock. <laughs> Kick off at 12 o'clock. I'm going to open up Chick-fil-A everywhere except for the Georgia <laughs> Okay, so Atlanta. Atlanta hate week. We dubbed them. Okay? Then we go to Tennessee. After all the fireworks, I think all of the injury stuff is going to settle in. You come back to life. The adrenaline's gone. And now it's time to get back to work. The good news is they don't have a running game. Mm-hmm. This is a revenge game for Adrian Peterson, who's going to be in Tennessee now. Yeah. So he's going to want to play well against us. The good news is if we don't have any injuries, our run defense is the second best run defense in the NFL by .4 yards per game. So Tampa's beating us by .4 yards per game in the rushing department. I think that we are able to put Marshawn Lattimore on Debo Samuel so that'll be three of the last... A.J. Brown. AJ Brown. Brown, sorry. A.J. Brown. Um, on uh, Marshall Lattimore will be on him. And like I think that we have to understand that Marshall Lattimore has now played three big body receivers in the last four weeks. Atlanta, he'll get a break, but he had D.K. Metcalf, then he had Mike Evans, then he has a break against Atlanta, and then he's going to go against A.J. Brown. So I think that he'll be a little bit more adept at what he wants to do with his body. Um, and then Julio... I don't think Julio's beating Bradley Roby or, or Adebo coming off that injury that he's got. You know, he might only no. play seven snaps and then pull his hammy again or something. So I got the Saints winning that game. I think it'll be close, but I think that we can win that game just off the back of our defense. What about you? No, I totally agree for sure. I, okay. I think we, we, can, we can put Tannehill into a, into a box. And so for all these for all these predictions, we're assuming that everybody stays healthy, correct? Yes. Okay, yes. good. Okay. So now we're 8-2 and two then. Yeah, and my, what's, what's your score for the Tennessee game? be a weird one like 23 17 like not, I, I, not a big time win i got 23 16 i like it perfect um then we go to philly 
another road game against a bad Philly team. Now, here's the caveat. And I'll let you talk first for the next couple because I'm going on, on these. But we went to Philly last year. We had a nice little roll going, right? Mm-hmm. And we lost a game that we should not have lost on the back of a Miles Sanders 80-yard touchdown, inability to do anything with Taysom, a couple bad calls, you know, a couple turnovers, Quan taking a bad gap, like all of that stuff. It was just a bad day altogether. We, look, we looked very flat, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that that happens. I think that, that was an eye-opener. I think all these guys, especially Marcus Davenport, is going to be like, nope. I watched Trey Hendrickson have the worst game of his career in that game last year. You know, I think that all the guys are going to come out of this like fired up, and they're going to go into they're going to go into Lincoln Field, and they're going to crush them. I got the Saints. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I got I got I got the Saints 35, 35 10. and I think Miles I, I, Sanders gone still then at that point. You think? Uh, Miles Sanders went on IR last week, correct? Yeah. So, so he's got he's got two, three. He's eligible to play that game. Okay. But let him play, let him play. It'd be good to shut him down. He hasn't done anything this year, so. Um, yeah, so I got like 35-10, and I think we hurt Hurts. <laughs> was was it his like his first game starting last year against us too? No, yeah. it wasn't, right? No, that was his first game. That was his first game. Oh, it, no- it was November as well, I think, yeah. right? Yes, it was. Damn it. So now this is Taysom's revenge game if he's a quarterback. It's like, Ooh. you got me once. Ooh. Can't it's, funny. Twice. it's funny how that worked out, eh? It was December last year, December 13th. Oh, it is December. That's, that's cold for us, though. And we lost 24-21. Yeah. That's, that's just a cold game. That's a cold game, though, in Philly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think November's a bit more generous with temperature, though. Yeah. It'd be, like, probably, you know, comfortable. Be comfortable. Yeah. Like, five degrees Fahrenheit, whatever they work with in the yeah. States. But, um, all right. So then we, we, go, we have Buffalo coming into our house. So then we got Buffalo. This is a uh, Thursday night game. It's a short week. It's a short week. We have to travel home. So guys will be getting home Sunday night. Monday will be a walkthrough. Tuesday, I'll have a light practice. Or sorry, Tuesday is a real practice. Then Wednesday, light practice. And then they play on Thursday. This would be the game. This would be the game that even if we had Jameis, even if we had Mike, all those guys, this would be the game that I understand that we lose. But here's the thing. These guys are going to be running on absolute adrenaline. It's Thanksgiving, the night game. Everybody in the world is that watches football will be watching this game. Those guys know yes. that. This isn't your regular Thursday game. This is the this is the best Thursday game. And Buff, Buffalo's shown, you know, some chinks in the armor. Mm-hmm. Like they had to fight Miami to get out of that to get out of that with a win, didn't they? And that was at home. That was in Buffalo. Yeah. So, so, I would understand if we lost this game, and if you told if you had a gun to my head, and you said Ryan make a pick, like for my life I'm probably gonna pick Buffalo because of all those things I just said, right? Mm-hmm. Being a short week and we, but if we got a roll going on Justin, we just said we won four games. What are we at? Five games in a row. Yeah. Right. We won five games in a row. If we're at, if we're at five games in a row, six games in a row. We beat Washington, we beat Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. We beat Tampa, Tampa, that's three. We beat Atlanta, Atlanta. four. Tennessee, five. Philly, six. 
we got a six game winning streak in the dome going you know like that's there's a little bit of momentum there i, I can still see mark and cami in that turkey leg too yeah from from last time i still see that in my head oh. um, and and buffalo is coming off of indianapolis the week beforehand they are yeah so they and they have the jets before that and then this coming up week they have uh, the Jaguars. So they get Jaguars. Jets. They got yeah. They got lamps. They got lamps everywhere. So they're gonna come in feeling themselves really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, and they they've won now what nine in a row because they're they're six yeah. and one, right? Yeah. No, they have two losses. Oh, they're oh, they're yeah. five and two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so they they're coming off you know four because Miami's an easy win too. So four easy wins in a row. And. Like they'll they'll be really feeling themselves. Want to upset, you know? Well not upset. I guess they'll be favored in that game, but they they want to show the world they can go to like a hostile environment and win a game against a, a a really good team, you know? Yeah. And um, and maybe that confidence will be a little bit too sky, sky high for them to handle. And I feel like like the Stefan Diggs connection to Minnesota is, is so personal to these guys on on New Orleans mm-hmm. that that will will eliminate him somehow. With, with yeah. Marshawn and and some help over top, if we have Emmanuel to. Emmanuel Sanders return, yeah, that's also a, a sticking point too for him, I guess. But um, Cole Beasley will be in the slot, which I think we can take care of if we, you know, he's a more short intermediate route, route runner, right? So we're not too yeah. worried about that. We, we have good tackling and we have good short space defense, but um, the run game is non-existent in Buffalo. It's just the kid. It's just Josh Allen. He's magic sometimes, right? Yeah. My, my thing with Josh Allen that I feel good about is that last year against Patrick Mahomes, we did a good job on him, especially his mobility. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And there was no fans in the Dome there. That's right. So That's imagine right. the fans in the Dome now. Like, Josh Allen could be, be prone to making a mistake. Mm-hmm. I was going to pick Buffalo in this game. I'm changing my mind. I think all those assets uh, of the fans being Thanksgiving, the night game, all eyes on them. You know, probably still keeping, you know, pace with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at that point. Yeah. I'm picking the Saints. Their schedule's a quick and easy, easy cut through, too. Tampa Bay has, like, yeah. super easy schedule. I'm looking at it right now. But, yeah, they get they go to at Washington. That's a win. Um, then they go the Monday night against the Giants. That's a win. And that's in Tampa. So, yeah, like, at that point, and they're going to be tied. Thanksgiving week. They're at they're at Indy on the Sunday, yeah. So we could put pressure that we could put pressure on them because Indy could be beat Tampa. India India's shown they can play with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know they just about beat Tennessee this week and they should have and they should have beat Baltimore. You know like so. Yeah. Um, I think the Saints are gonna win that game, and then, so I think it's gonna be something like a twenty four twenty three game. Yeah, it'll be tight for sure. Brian Johnson second career game winner. Yes, sir. Oh, wait a minute. No, that would be his third career game winner. He won the game in Seattle, right? He got the game winner in Seattle, and he got the game winner in Tampa. The Tampa game. That's two. He's got two game winners. In in two starts in his career. That missed extra point pissed a lot of people off. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Okay, so then we move. But two goals, he's three for three, though. That's, you know, can't ask for much more than that. And our offense put him in good positions to have success, too, which is nice. Yeah. Okay, so we move uh, we move on to Dallas. Yeah. So we're yeah. we're back in the dome. This is the game that the boy will be at. Um, I think Dallas at this point might only have one loss on the schedule coming into this game. Yeah. 
this game is going to be so if, if we everything says that this game is going to be big as it is but if everything that we said comes true this game is going to be bananas mm-hmm. it will be either two two lost teams or a one lost team and a two lost team facing off on Thursday the good news is New Orleans doesn't have to travel they get a full week off and they yep. get they get to stay on that you know that Thursday schedule so the guys kind of know what they're doing mm-hmm. and it's not always have a full week off too which is do they Thanksgiving as well yeah that's fine that's fine but they still got to travel Right, they still got to travel. Is that two hours east? Yeah, and they got they got a tougher game. They got the Vegas game that yeah. week, so they both have tough games coming into it. I I like this is the game that I was like I wasn't wavering on. I don't think we lose to the Cowboys. I think there's just too much there. Sean Sean never wants to lose to the Cowboys, ever ever ever. With his relationship with Jerry, Sean just never wants to lose to the Cowboys. If he has to like claw with his fingernails to get a W and we win 13-10, he'll play that game. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't care. He just wants to win the game. And I think our defensive line will be be the, the reason why we win that game if we win that game. What are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I know that that game is, is going to be interesting for sure. Like, they obviously look explosive on offense in all, in all aspects. Like, their, their running game is strong. They have three really good receivers. Well, two really good ones and one, one good one. Their tight ends are playing well. Their defense is playing outstanding, actually. Um, but I feel like if they come to the Dome, and because they're America's team, you know, after Thanksgiving, they'll probably beat the Raiders, I'm guessing, at home that, that week beforehand. Well, the Raiders and are going to fall be, down a cliff. They just lost yeah, Henry Ruggs for the year. Yeah, man. Yeah. They'll be, at that point, they'll be 10-1, and one, right? Dallas will be 10-1, yeah. 9-1. Mm-hmm. Um, so they haven't been that record since probably 1992 1993 I don't it's even been know a while been that. it's been a while so obviously this team feels like they're a team of you know Dallas destiny which we all know it falters in the playoffs but um but man they'll come in thinking that this is for like the number one spot if we're not if we're nine and two and they're ten and one uh this is obviously a a, a conference altering game so um the, the pressure's on them because they're they're in a place where where our fans are going to get up for that game, if we thought it was loud in Tampa, like we, we had the one thirty point eight decibel for indoor world record sound. I think this past Sunday. Yeah, we did. So if they think that's loud, like it's gonna get louder when it's a nine and two versus ten and one Cowboys and Saints game on the week after Thanksgiving. Um, knowing how how much you know rides on this game, and I feel like if, if they come in thinking they're the the number one seed. You know, self-anointed. They have to be that person because I feel like Green Bay's going to lose obviously this weekend. So they'll be have they'll have two losses now uh, against the Chiefs. But um, this is for the number one seed for them. So they're going to come in, and I feel like the Saints uh, will take care of business. Granted, my only concern is at this point um, how we uh, uh, you know sort of stop that aerial attack that they have going on in Dallas. And I think, uh, they, yeah, they expose it with their their limited receiving core, and uh, and I think <clears throat> Dallas is a bit a bit stronger in all aspects. So let's let's talk about that really quick though, because you just brought up a good point. So you talk about Dallas aerial attack. It's got three three headed, right? Yeah. How many corners do we have that can play the number one corner role? At least three. At least Bradley Roby, Adebo, and Marshawn Lattimore. 
obviously, Lattimore is one, Roby's two, and Adebo's three. If one of those guys goes out, we have a cornerback one and two still, correct? Mm-hmm. So, if we put Lattimore on CD, actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I'd probably put Lattimore on, on Mari Cooper because he's a better route runner. Yeah. And we put Roby on CD to try and take away that deep speed stuff and let mm-hmm. Adebo take the guy in the slot or whoever, whoever the third guy is. Gallup will be back by then. Yeah. I like that. I like our matchup. Like, it could be worse. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that this team is built to take teams that have three elite wide receivers. I think that's why we brought Roby in. Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. So we have three corners that can play. And I think that the person whose snaps are going to go down is C.J. Gardner-Johnson. So I think when it's like a definitive, you know, passing situation, he might come off the field and we might just see those three corners go. Because C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he got a pick, but... He got away with some pi down the field. He was he was hugging and holding, you know, ten yards down the field. I couldn't believe that Tom, Tom Brady didn't get that goal, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain. Anyways, yeah. I got us winning that game. Uh, what do you got? You got a win or a loss? I think we take a loss there, man. That's okay. I think one of the Thursday games has got to be a loss. I disagree. I'm gonna take them both. Okay, <laughs> um, the next game, New York New York Jets. We're at the Jets. What do you think? Okay, so they they beat in Tennessee and they have beaten Cincinnati, mm-hmm. who who both might be a little bit fraudulent. I right? think I think Tennessee more fraudulent than Cincinnati, but go ahead. Yeah, but okay, we can go into that for a second. But but I, I think like um, with with that being the case, that that two, two teams who are bound for a playoff run have lost at New York by three. Like it just feels like they, they kind of get frisky. It's like a frisky, weird team. You never know if Mike White ends up being who we think <laughs> Mike White is. Like is Mike White Walter White of the NFL right now? Like is this what's happening? Like cooking, cooking it up, up cooking, cooking it up. up. Man, <laughs> hey, if I was Mike White, I'm changing my name to Walter immediately and saying I'm cooking today. That's amazing. Um, but but if that's the case, like. It's, it's a weird game because it's, it's a cold New York, like super strange fan base. <laughs> you go down there, like they're they're so in love with their team, but for no reason at all. And like they just want to ruin people's seasons because they always have the miserable seasons themselves. Yep. And and I feel like it's a weird place to play Meadowlands for us, except for that Giants game when Camara ran through the locker room. Um, and yeah, I feel like we're gonna win, but it's gonna be like a strange, scrappy game, like nineteen to seventeen or something weird, you know? Like, but I think it's a win, though. It's a win. Just okay. not gonna be a fun thirty-eight to ten, comfortable. I can sit down for the fourth quarter, kind of win. I disagree with you for the first time. I mean, with that we're doing this. I um, I got bad news for you. The bad news is. The Saints have a loss on their schedule every year that you look back and go, what in the, like, Sam Hell happened? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> this is it. This is it. I have a feeling that this is going to be the game we look back at and be like, that cost us the one seed. You know what I mean? Like, this is the game. There's one every year. This is the one. We look back at it and we're just confused. We let Mike White, you know, get 45 yards rushing. 
he throws for 330 it's the Robert Griffin effect you know we just feel sick being like how did this happen and we walk away with an L that we shouldn't have lost we, we, we had a big winning streak we're filling ourselves the same way I said Buffalo is going to come in filling themselves and we let a hungry team playing for this is their Super Bowl playing one of the best teams in the NFL and they punch us in the mouth so it's not something I'm proud of that, that I'm picking, but it's realistic. So um, that's what's going to happen there. So I have a loss there. So I have, I have a set three losses. Then we go to Tampa Bay. 7 o'clock Sunday night football, December 19th. We just took that bad L. It's almost like I planned this, Justin. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. But, I, but it's almost like I did. We are hungry. And we have to listen to all this Brady business. They they nominated Brady for the FedEx passer of the week after he threw a game clinching pick six. Yeah. You don't think that that kind of pissed off the Saints defense? We went in there last year, thirty-eight to three. What do you think is gonna happen this year? <laughs> I'm telling you right oh. now, this is gonna be the eye opener for the NFL. This this game, because they're gonna be like, are the Saints for real? And they're gonna have to ask that question. In week 15, being like, are the Saints for real? They lost their quarterback. And they're still winning games. And we beat Tampa Bay again, and it's not close. I don't know what else to tell you. I just, it, it's not close. I'm talking like, maybe it's 27-13, you know, and they turn it over. Or 30-13 or something like that. You know, where it looks like they might have a chance to push and get a, touch, a touchdown to make it a one-score game. And they just never do. Our defense just keeps the throttle on. So, I got us winning that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree only because um, I feel like Sean Payton has Tom Brady's number in the regular season. And 3-0 you know, you know, proves that fact. Um, and I, I feel like Tom Brady has never had to endure divisional adversity before. Mm-hmm. He's never had to be. It's always been on the plate. Yeah, it's always been on the plate. Against a divisional opponent, like he's never had that, and uh, maybe in his first year or so in in New England, he was a, a you know, twenty-one year old wide-eyed quarterback. But even then, I can look back and probably find that's not true. I, I don't know his 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 stats, mm-hmm. but um, Sean Payton has him in headlights all the time. We have so many turnovers from from Tom Brady. Is it eight now or nine in three games again? Nine the against us. Season? Nine against us. Yeah. That's incredible. Like that. That's not his mo ever against anybody, and I feel like that's gonna stick in his head a bit. Bruce Arians is also in the same boat as him, uh, knowing that you know divisionally, in the regular season, obviously they can't they can't stand with us. Like double digit wins or almost. Well, I guess nine isn't double digits, but. We, we can say it is. So three <laughs> three double-digit wins. Um, if we had our extra point, it was double digits. Hmm. Uh, and and listen, like that that's that's not easy to swallow for a person with Tom Brady's like confidence and swagger in himself. So that's that's a W for us, I think, as well. And that's I'm I'm happy that we're there on the same one. Yeah. So that that's a win. Then we go Monday Night Football against the Dolphins. We're feeling really good about again about ourselves again after we just beat the Bucks. I think we steamroll the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. They put them in vice grips. That's like a yeah. 
That's like one of those. In, remember the Indianapolis games that yeah. we used to have on yeah. primetime? It's one of those. It's, it's like, like a 52-10. Yeah, it's like a fifty burger. So <laughs> uh, that 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 just gets us going. Then we get Carolina. Noon game Sunday, short week for us. I got us taking an L. Just simply, it's a division game. They're going to be fighting for the seventh playoff spot, I think. The way that I, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we're going to talk about that again later. But they're going to be fighting for the seventh playoff spot. Um, we're already not going to have a chance to get the one seed. So this just makes sense that we lose this game. I know it sucks because we're going to get swept by Carolina, but they're fighting for their lives, and I think that us having back-to-back big performances, Sunday Night Football, then Monday Night Football, we hit a bit of a lull. And it's just one of those dome losses that you're just like, ugh. And Christian McCaffrey and the whole roster will be back. They might actually be starting P.J. Walker at that point. He's starting this week. So maybe the kid goes on a tear, has like a Tyrod Taylor type of of year. What What do you got in this game? Obviously, you sound like you got something else. No, I feel like we win that game. I, okay. I, I don't think Sean loses twice to um, to that team, knowing that they they blew us out in the first game week two. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a win for us. And yeah, I think Carolina is going to keep nose diving throughout the year. Like they got their win against Atlanta, that's fine. That should have happened. But uh, but going forward, they they might drop the next three or four and, and become like a four and seven kind of team. And yeah, they do have a tough schedule. They, they do have a tough schedule. Yeah. Uh, and then the last game of the year, it's a W for us. Our scrubs go in. You know, this is the this is the Ty Montgomery game. You know, this is the Grant Haley coming back off of uh, somebody else's practice squad to be active game. This is Kevin White scores three touchdowns game. We go to Atlanta. We just dump truck to the Falcons to go into the playoffs. Man, we'd be thirteen and four at that point on yours and mine. Yep. I, I took Dallas as the L. So 13-4 if things go really, really optimistically well and we keep our health um, based on the opponents that we have. Now, in the NFC, this is the way I see it, uh, I see it panning out. I think that Dallas has the the leg up on the one seed. I think we just because they're opponents, they just don't have a tough schedule. So I think Dallas gets the one. I think the, the Rams get the two. I think we get the three. The new developments in Green Bay, they're going to lose a couple games here with the Jordan Love quarterback, so I think they get the four because they're still going to win that division. Then I think Tampa goes to, Tampa goes to five. Arizona goes to six. And then now we have Carolina and Minnesota as the only two viable teams for the seven. Because I don't I don't I don't I don't put Atlanta in that in that in that boat. No, oh no. So I don't think there's anybody else. Am I, am I missing anybody? That's just off the top of my head. No, Philly, no. Washington, no. Giants, no. Chicago, no. Detroit, no. So San Fran. Maybe San Fran goes. Frisky. Maybe, yeah, maybe. They, they're going to get back some health. So maybe San Fran goes on a run. But yeah. there's still there's still a game back from. Seattle, or half came back. Seattle, no. Seattle's dead. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's the whole NFC. So. Uh, so between Minnesota, it's between Minnesota, Carolina, Atlanta. Atlanta and San Fran, and I think Atlanta will, they'll nosedive. So it's Carolina, San Fran, Minnesota, and Carolina's in the driver's seat. And who, but who won in Carolina? Minnesota has the tiebreaker. Minnesota does have a tiebreaker. Good point. Yeah. Look at you. Man, Minnesota, I would, like, 
Okay, so Minnesota then goes to Dallas. Mm-hmm. No, Dallas is a bye. Bye, so Dallas is a bye. Minnesota comes to us. Minnesota goes to the Rams. Or the Rams, sorry, yeah. Minnesota goes to the Rams. We would get Arizona. Arizona comes to us. I'm okay with that. Tampa goes yeah. to Green Bay. DeAndre Hopkins versus Marshawn. Ooh, let, let me sign that up right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay for that. Marshawn would be lit up for that. The corpse of A.J. Green. Quan Alexander gets Zach Ertz. Yeah. Demario Davis chasing around little Kyler Murray all day and that bad offensive line that they got. Kyler gets hit a lot. He does yeah, get yeah. hit a lot. Yeah, and they, and they don't have a good they don't have a good running game, so we just have to defend the pass. They're one dimensional. I think DA would have a field day. Yeah. Sign me up for that. Yeah, and Tampa. Arizona Arizona in the dome on, on wildcard weekend is always Yeah, that's good always fun. For us. That's, yeah, exactly. And then you get Tampa going to Green Bay in a rematch of last year's playoffs. So, so all, all divisional winners win that game then that weekend, right? I would think so. I think Green Bay I don't think I don't know how Green Bay would lose that game. So then we go to the Rams. So we would be three, we'd go to the Rams. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're gonna have to play him sometime. Yeah, I know. So we go to the Rams, and then Green Bay goes to Dallas. Dallas. I think Green Bay actually beats Dallas in Dallas. I just don't see how Dallas... I think Aaron Rodgers owns Dallas. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Rodgers goes there. They get the they get the win. We beat the Rams because I'm not going to pick... the. That's a, that's a history right there. Mm-hmm. We get the Rams in the playoffs again, and now we're in their place. We get to beat the Juggernaut, the favorite, the probably 7.5-point favorite. Then Green Bay has to come... More. Then Green Bay has to come to New Orleans and actually play in the Dome and not Jacksonville. Yeah. These stories what, what write themselves. Uh, what, these, what a bookend. These stories write themselves, Justin. The book, hey, you start the season off. And then there's a rematch. And then there's a rematch from Thanksgiving at 7.20 p.m. And the Saints play the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and Josh Allen guarantees a victory against the Saints. And the Saints shut the Buffalo Bills out. 33 nothing and send and send Josh Allen to the hospital with a ruptured spleen in the first quarter Matt Barkley throws four interceptions Marshawn Lattimore is or is that Mitch Trubisky oh it is Mitch Trubisky Mitch Trubisky throws four interceptions Marshawn Lattimore is the MVP of the Super Bowl with a record Super Bowl record three interceptions two taken back to the house okay pod's gonna end now (laughs) now that I would be released quickly. That would be the best ever. Anyways, let's be real. Okay, let's talk vaccines. We went we went through that. That that took a whole lot of time. But I got I want to rattle through a bunch of things here. Sean's play calling. Are you one of the people that say Sean's play calling was bad and he got saved by the defense making a play there, PJ Williams, or did you like the play calling at the end of the game, trying to get a touchdown, not trying to take the clock down? I'm undivided. No, I, pick a side. Pick a side. Okay. I'm making you pick a side. I, 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 w- I was visibly upset when it was happening. Okay. And, and my, my wife can attest. I, I even might have muttered the words. Because I had, I had Sean Payne's book by my TV. Just always <laughs> do. I said, I'm going to burn this fucking book. <laughs> we lose this game by one. <laughs> and I was not joking. Okay, so you're not but, a fan of it. Yes. So, but the, here's the thing. He's playing to win. Isn't that what we want? He's playing to win the game. 
And like, but if no, Trevor no, Simeon you, wait, against Tom Brady, you have to play to let him lose. I know, but listen to what I'm saying. Trevor Simeon had Adam Troutman scot free. Troutman was free. He was three yards clear of the nearest defender going across the field on first down. Simeon has to make that play. Sean can't make him make that play. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Simeon has to make that play. And I don't want to like stress the what ifs and all that stuff because that gets really lame. But my point is, you're an NFL quarterback. You have a crosser coming right in your face. You're right-handed, coming from left left to right. That's an easy pass to make, Justin. Yeah. And it's not like he's got someone attached to him and you got to fit it into a window. You just got, you just got to put it in the air, a little a little air under it, and let him get to it. That was a really bad play. Like, that was Simeon's worst pass of the game. And I know he threw an interception. That was the worst pass of the game. And then the very next play, I know there's a defender coming at you. He misses Kamara. Same side of the field. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's tough. So, like, I get it. Everybody's like, Sean, Sean, Sean. Sean called two high-percentage plays. And the first one worked. Simeon didn't follow through. So... Maybe that's one of those things that Sean looks at in the, in the film and says, hey, listen, we can't go with you this week. We're going with Taysom because I know Taysom can make that play. Wow. You know, and that, that might be a real thing. So, anyways, um, play calling's got to get better. Offensive line, just really quickly, I thought offensive line was great this game. And I, and it's, and it's we didn't lose we didn't lose a step with Andres Pete going out. You agree? Oh, yeah. No, not at all. It was good, especially the run game. Against against that run defense, I thought a run game was did, fantastic. Did it look better almost? Was it better? The run game did look better. better. But it was weird. It looked better to the opposite side. It looked better to to uh, the right side. Yeah. You know, like the, the run game looked better to the right side, where Pete isn't. So I don't know how that mm-hmm. works out. But um, yeah. Kevin White. So Kevin White cannot be um, brought up from the practice squad anymore. He's now part of the roster, or we have to release him. So, I wonder what I wonder what's gonna happen. I wonder if we're gonna keep him on the roster. Now, I think that's the that's the plan. He's got first round skill, obviously. Like when he came out of college, he I was intrigued by his by his size, his ability, whatever else. Yeah, I just yeah, I don't know. So many, so many, so many, yeah, so many years of being trashed though, and then now getting the moniker of you can't catch. That that's a tough one for a guy to break down mentally. But I hope he can. You know, and if he does it in New Orleans, like like Ross Ross Jackson said, right? New Orleans is a city. If you love them, they'll love you back. So yeah. if he brings in the city and 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 becomes part of the city, the, the the fans will love him and they'll cheer him on. And maybe that's what he needs, right? That that small town feel. And the last thing is, we didn't make any we didn't make any plays at the trade deadline. We didn't sign anybody. A um, couple of faces there on the street. Or will be on the street. It looks like OBJ is going to get released. I wonder if he'll clear waivers because of his contract. And Deshaun Jackson is in waivers right now, so we'll find out if he's cleared anytime soon. Do you have any interest of bringing one of those two guys in at receiver, or do you have an eye on a free agent, or do you want to ride with the guys that we got? Uh, I, I like what we have right now because of familiarity for the the room and the quarterback that we're going to be bringing in. But Deshaun Jackson is intriguing. See, seeing him take seventy five yard. You know, catch and run to the house in in Los Angeles is pretty sweet. Ted can too. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Tag in, man. Yeah, and, and Sean knows how to use those guys properly. Like he knows how to get them in space. You know, keep them honest by by um, getting them on the short intermediate routes. 
and then breaking them free every now and then and and that's when the defense gets lost in translation right so mm-hmm. uh yeah i know deshaun deshaun matches up nice he's got kind of a good i feel like he's a good teammate like he would he would he would vibe well um he's a gangster uh, <laughs> yeah i, w- I would have minded man um for me uh, a perfect world for me would be obj clears waivers because of his contract and then decides that he wants to come home and like he says to the to the Rams, no thank you. I know you guys got a super team here, but I'm gonna go to New Orleans and we're gonna win there. And they bring yeah. in they bring in Philip Rivers and they bring in OBJ, and we have some veteran presences. You know, if anything should happen, Philip Rivers is there, break glass in case of emergency. Or like I said to you today in a text message, maybe Drew comes back in week fifteen. Maybe Drew comes back in week fifteen. He works out like crazy for the next three weeks. You know, call Sean, says, hey, Sean, I'll be ready in three more weeks. You know, I'm working my tail off. I'm going to get ready. And then Drew shows up, says goodbye to, what is he on, CBS? NBC. NBC, says goodbye to NBC for a couple weeks, says, hey, listen, I need out of my contract for a month. You guys can keep all the money. I'm going to play football. Incredible. And that would just be the best. He'd get a chance to say goodbye to Drew. Oh, all of it just gives and me chills. And then we'd have, we'd have, what, 15, 16, 17, so four, that's four season games. Yeah. If we get it, if we won't get a bye then, but we would have three playoff games. Yeah. So. And we get a chance to really say goodbye to Drew. And I think so that Half the season, that's eight games. Drew could do that. I know he could. And seeing what Tom's doing now, leading the league in passing yards and fantasy points and all this stuff. Drew's like, you know what? I could have done that. And and here's just another weird one. Drew's pretty good friends with Larry Fitzgerald. Larry's sitting at home. I'm just saying, maybe Drew calls. Larry, maybe Drew calls him and says, Larry, there's an opportunity here. There is an elite, like knockout Baltimore Ravens style, San Francisco, Chicago Bears style defense in New Orleans with some studs. If they're you know, three losses in the loss column. Come December, are you down? And, and maybe if the Arizona Arizona Saints game happens, and Larry's on the other side. Ooh, <laughs> I do know that Larry said that he wanted to retire uh, a Cardinal, but oh, yeah. the chance for a Super Bowl and there's no room for him on Arizona as it is right now. If he's in shape, mm-hmm. I just get so excited. Anyways, <laughs> we're, we're we're we have gone down the rabbit hole of what yeah. ifs. <laughs> If what ifs were nickel and hand grenades, we'd be. <laughs> Anyways, man, we started this off super sad. Yeah. We're good now. We're good. I'm good. I feel good. I think at the very worst, like, we're being realistic now. Saints finish 11 and 6, 12 and 5 in that window. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's a really good place to be. I think we still get the sixth seed in that situation. And whatever it is, is it what it is? That's what we just we just gotta play with it. You know, we gotta roll with it. It's been a fun se- it's been a fun season. From yeah, week yeah. one, week one in Jacksonville because of Hurricane Ida and upsetting the Green Bay Packers in fantastic form to losing to Carolina thinking the season was over and then running off for the you know, for the next five. So like I it's just been it's been crazy, it's been a roller coaster. I'm gonna enjoy it. I think if you're a Saints fan, if you're not enjoying it, what are you doing? Not every team can win the Super Bowl every year. Enjoy this. We have we have we have such a fun a fun team to follow. We we have a chance to be in the driver's seat of the NFC South halfway through the year. This coming up Sunday. 
It's crazy. Absolutely that, that crazy. crazy. That crazy. Put that, like, like my man Justin would say, the vanilla thriller. Put that in my veins. <laughs> Inject that right into my veins there, that one. I love it. I love it. I love right it. into the jugular. Right into the jugular. <laughs> Let it flow through the whole body, into the uh, brain. All right, man. Well, let's, let's hit the people with us. Stay safe. Everything's great. Everything's gravy. Life is golden. We love you. Who dat? Who dat, buddy?